Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Brown Queens. On today's episode, Jyoti and me dive into dysfunctional Indian families and unpacking that family trauma, the Astro World doc on Hulu, and um, the People's Choice Awards, and the whole Chloe and Tristan drama. And you can listen to us on wherever you listen to your podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Music, on YouTube at Brown Queens Pod. My Instagram is at Jyoti Cave. And mine is at the official May. What's up, Neha? How are you, boo? Good. I'm sad that we're doing we're doing another week not together, guys. But next week we'll be reunited at last. We will be, yeah, because I'm gonna be a good girl this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you went on a little snow trip, which I'm very jealous about. How was it? It was fun. It just wasn't like tons of. It's just so funny because this weekend it's gonna be tons of snow. But it wasn't like a shit ton of like winter wonderland like I was uh, hoping for. But when we went to like the ski resort and everything, it was so beautiful. Um, I used to be able to snowboard. I am not that good anymore. But it was still fun, even though I fell on my ass like 500 times. (laughs) I have never learned and I want to. It's like literally the only thing I haven't done yet. Like I've tried every type of water sport. I've done like all of I've done skydiving I've done all of that stuff I've done, done like skydiving yes I have and oh, that's, I I, do it. I'll do it again and the irony is like I have a major fear of like drops and like so like I won't go on a roller coaster but I went skydiving <laughs> oh my god do you go on roller coasters now no I can't I can't I'm telling you I think that my heart is just built different it affects me differently nobody is feeling what I'm feeling Maybe my mom, because my mom can't either. Like, I took me, uh, me and my dad and my brother, we went to these water slides in Fresno. That used to be, like, our thing to do when we were younger. And yeah. my mom tried, we went on, like, the big tube ride. Like, the one that's for families. My mom was like, ah! <laughs> yeah, that's how I am. My cousins, yeah. like, used to laugh at me. They're like, dude, we can't even ride roller coasters with you because, like, we can't stop laughing at how, like, terrified you are. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do it. It's not enjoyable. And my theory in life is I will try anything once. Like, I will do anything in this world one time. But after that, if I don't enjoy it, then I feel no, I don't feel compelled to do it again. And I don't enjoy roller coasters. Yeah. It really just feels like I'm dying. Um, I, okay, I get what you're saying. Cause like before I would be the type that would like sit in the front. And now that I've gotten older, I think I value my life way more. <laughs> so I'm more like the person that sits in the middle. So if anyone's going to die, it's the front and the back. I'll be fine. <laughs> but <laughs> I still, uh, and I close my eyes now. I'm not like the crazy person, but I I'll do, go. I do that too. Yeah. yeah. But I'm the person, which is really bad because there's a lot of kids around that cusses so bad on a flight, like on, on the rides. I'm like, oh, fuck shit. Fuck. Ah! No. <laughs> That's, That's so me. funny. That's so bad. But like I, the kids will be laughing at me and I'm like, shut the fuck. Well, I'm glad you had a good little trip. We need to go on a trip soon. What we need to do with me and you because we're such like little like, oh, we're we're always down to stay home. Yes. Just like one day be like, hey, we're going here and just go. Yeah, dude. Why don't we do like a weekend staycation? I'm going to make you go with me. We're going to do it. I'm I'm planning it after this. I'm going to lock you in. Maybe we could do like a little brown queens retreat party of two i'm so down january let's do it in january and we can plan our year of brown queens 
Yay. Okay. I'm so down. Because I'm writing it down. Yo, write it down. I'm so, yo, I mean, yes, write it down. Yo, <laughs> um, yeah, definitely write it down. I'm so down. Like with me, like all the trips that have been planned, like it's because my friends plan them and they just tell me like, that's literally what it is. Yeah. That's what I need to do with you now. I'm going to plan yeah. it and then just be like, get ready. We're going. Yeah. Literally. Like they'll be like, Hey, we're thinking about going here. And I'm like, yeah, let me know. And then they're like, Hey, it's this much. And I'm like, cool. Like that's literally how I, yeah. So yeah. Noted. Yeah. Just tell me next time. Be like, Hey, are you free this weekend? And if I say yes, be like, great. This is what's happening. And I'm like, cool. (laughs) I had the chillest weekend ever. I did pretty much like nothing. All I did was like, hang out with my friends. We did like Christmassy stuff and that was it. I love that. I, me yeah, my- it was so fucking cold. And for some reason, I did not feel compelled to like, go out. No, I feel you. I hate, I realize as I've gotten older, I don't like the cold. Like it's, I hate the cold. Me too. And I'm like, I like to be naked. So like, I don't want to <laughs> layer up. Like, I don't want to wear anything under my hoodie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to wear my sports bra. I don't want to be layered. It's like when we went to um, the snow, like to go um, snowboarding, like I was fucking cold. Like there was a point where I was like, I couldn't feel my toes. And I'm like, oh, I'll meet no. you guys at the bar down there. That's where I'm staying for the rest of the time. Uh, yeah, like uh, I think I've had enough. This five minutes was cool. I'll go back inside Great. now. I, I got a great experience. I'm fine. I'll catch you guys down there. Like I was like the proud cheerleader mom. Like those are my children. Up there <laughs> yeah no I don't know if I can do the cold anymore either yeah I like to stay in in the cabin and be warm but it was fun I had a good time um so I also like heard this quote that was uh talking about it reminded me of you and me where wow. it was like you know sometimes I don't want to fuck I just want to flirt with a guy and then go home and do my face mask <laughs> like it oh doesn't always be that. Yes. yeah and I'm like wow that is a mood Dude, that's literally like us for real. Like, I like, I don't know if yeah, like have- give us the attention. Tell uh-huh. us we're like the prettiest girl in the world. Have uh-huh. fun with us. Maybe even throw out a make a makeout sesh, mm-hmm. and then let me just dip out. <laughs> yeah, let me dip out. No strings attached. Like, bye. And and that's so funny because that is me. Like, unless like I really like you and I'm in that situation possibly but like I'm not I'm just like you like I don't know if people think just because I'm flirting with you that means I want to sleep with you no I just like to flirt like <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like kind of like Remind the pumpkin thing that we said like I'll show you the world and then you know good luck if I text you back <laughs> yeah I know it reminded me of us but okay so Jyothi and me wanted to talk about um dysfunctional Indian families versus like the modern day like so-called like white Indian families we all know what we're talking about when we say white Indian families they're like the Indian families that are like going to the cabin for the holidays and like you know living their best white lives versus like the still you know traditional parents fighting during the holidays eating Indian food on you know we're not we're the dysfunctional ones still we're definitely the dysfunctional ones with like trauma for years and years and years so much trauma me and my best friend were talking about like the way that Indian parents raise their kids is just like traumatic in general like the pressure to be perfect and then like how there's no emotions involved and just like so many different layers of trauma oh my god dude literally like 
uh, or like the guilt trips and stuff. I hate the guilt those. trips. Yes, and like, especially on daughters. Oh yeah, like literally. So like, it's funny that we're talking about this because my this I can't make this up. Okay, so last week when I went, I think I kind of told you briefly, but it it was okay. Let me tell you. So my brother was sick. Okay, but he literally partied Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then Monday, like he, my brother's a fan of Tory Lane, so we decided to go to the um, his album release thing. My brother could have said no, by the way, just just FYI. So I like to call my brother. I'm like, okay, fine, I'm down, let's go. And he goes with me, and then okay, like he's sick. And then my mom, I come to work, and she's like, why would you tell him to go out if you know he's sick? And I'm like, first of all, I didn't know he was sick. Second of all, he, I didn't think he was sick because he was partying Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I thought maybe like the two hours that of him to be calm would have been okay. You know what I mean? And I'm like, and we went back to watch a movie. So she was just- And also he's an adult. So he yeah. can make his own decision. Thank you very much. A 26, almost 27 year old adult. So I'm just like, is this, I don't want to call my mom a bitch, but in my head, I was like, is this bitch serious? <laughs> you know, like, I was like, okay, whatever. Mad attitude to me for like a whole week. And I'm just, and I'm the one busting my ass at the store. Like literally, like, I mean, last week I had jury duty, but like this week, so it's been so busy now. Like I thought it was going to be chill these past two few days. So I told my best friend not to come because she worked for me when I had jury duty and yeah. It's been crazy. And she's been having like mad attitude with me yesterday. And so I like, it, no, let me tell you this. This is, the, this is the best part about it. So I'm over here working, like doing manual labor. And my mom's worried that she needs to make my brother's lunch to go to work, okay? And I'm like, oh yeah, he's going to fucking World War Five. though we got to make him lunch. Like there's no like in and out or anything nearby. So then I'm just like, that, I notate that and I'm mad irritated because no one's helping me. And then like, she's like talking to me about something. And then I just was like, dude, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing this for. I'm like, I'm literally busting my ass every day because I want you to retire and I don't want what you built to go to waste. Yeah. And, and I literally like sacrifice my dreams and everything to be here. But you're worried about him. I know. Like, okay, here's where the trauma comes in, in every family dynamic, no matter what the fight is about. It's the lack of appreciation for the daughters. Like, that's, that's all you need. There it is. You just well, need just some you. appreciation for the extra effort you put in. Like, I remember that huge fight I got in with my mom, like, maybe a week or two ago that I told you about. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It was because, like, um, I, I will, like, help out my mom whenever I can in the house now that I'm an adult. You know, like, right. I'll wash the dishes if I see any or whatever, you know. God forbid my brother ever clean the house or do anything same and I do it because my mom's getting older I want to try and be a good kid you know I actually want to like give her things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like make her happy whatever and she I left one cup in the sink after I walked my dog and worked out like doing things that you know whatever my brother should be doing and she yelled at me and it wasn't even mine it was my brother's so I, of course, had reached my breaking point and I like flipped out on her and was like, are you kidding me? I, first of all, even if it was mine, that's like the one time I left it and it's not even my dishes. It's his. But God yeah. forbid he ever has to wash a dish or do any like, you know, and I flipped out. But it's just Damn. like 
if you just if they just throw in maybe some I don't know nice comments every once in a while say they appreciate us we would be fine you know we get it we're gonna do the extra work because we love you and we know that you're dysfunctional yeah exactly and And, you know yes and our Indian parents don't express emotions but the trauma that we experience from having to like be like let me just do all of this even though nobody tells me they love or appreciate me. exactly Same. <laughs> and then and then the crooked standards of where like our brothers don't have to live up to the same expectations so much trauma. so much trauma yeah exactly similar thing like i i b- literally blow up and i'm like i don't even know why i'm doing this. I, I know that's <laughs> always the daughter blow-ups i'm glad see talking to you makes me feel like okay the dysfunction is a normal thing and then there's the modern Indian families that basically like you know have Christmas dinners and fucking cabins and makes me jealous right or like they they're they're by a fireplace on Christmas like fucking like opening up I don't know taking family trips to Hawaii (laughs) yeah their freaking daughters over there making a nice turkey for Thanksgiving everybody's there and we're over here like my mom's watching an Indian movie. (laughs) I'm like, why don't you appreciate me? Right. I'm like doing everything. Oh my gosh, girl. I I know what you mean. And you said you don't think that somebody from um, a dysfunctional Indian family, didn't you say you didn't want to date a guy because, or you felt like he wouldn't relate to you because he's from one of those white Indian families? Yes. So I literally would get embarrassed of my family because one, my father was not only an alcoholic, but on substance, my mom, and like my dad would never be there for the holidays. If they were, they'd fight and then we'd all be separated and like, just, you know, all the dysfunction or like, I just would be Same. so embarrassed to be like, Hey, meet my family. Um, my parents aren't together. Uh, everybody hates each other. <laughs> Nobody appreciates me. I have a lot of trauma, you know, like, just, okay, same. Yeah, I, then I'm like, but I, I saw this somebody as dysfunctional. <laughs> yes, but I saw this TikTok the other day that this girl posted on Thanksgiving that was about like her saying like, listen, everybody thinks like every other family is perfect, but everybody has so much trauma and dysfunction and don't like hold yourself to that standard. And then she was like, your future relationships, your friends, your significant others are not going to judge you like on who your family is, your family. And that she was like talking about like remembering that our family is not. I know, I know. But then she was like trying to like say like your family isn't who you are. Like so often we feel like we're defined by who our family is, but like we didn't even choose them. Like they're just, they're not Mm -hmm. all of who we are. I don't know. I'm going to send you the TikTok, but it was amazing. And I was like, wow, that's so true. And I feel like as adults, we need to stop feeling like our families need to be perfect or we're not like, they're not our image. You know, they're not who we are. It's okay if they're not perfect. Yeah, no, definitely. I I mean, I get that, but it's really hard to, um, you know, it's really hard to think of that when, you know what I mean? Like, when you see on social media, all these so-called perfect families. Exactly. And then people that, yeah, exactly. And you see all these pictures and this, this and that. And you're like, that would never happen in my family. And then, <laughs> like ever like, oh, that's great. I'm glad you guys got each other in a photo. I don't know where my brother is. I don't know where my dad is. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But no, it's, it's nice to find comfort when you get older to meet people that also feel that way. Because I feel like when you're younger, you feel like you're the only one. Yes you know 100 percent. yeah you're like oh why me why do I have to go through this why do I have a family like this you know what I mean 
Oh, so. yeah, that was the story of my life. That was my yelling speech before I ran into the bathroom. Why me? <laughs> <laughs> that was literally me yesterday. Uh, at least, like, you can control your anger. Like, one time I kicked the trash Oh, no, not with can. my mom. For some reason, I am, like, the most peaceful, nice person out in the world. But when I come into, like, my house, like, my mom triggers me with, with certain things, you know? Because it's a trauma because you've been holding in so much and you, like, you're like, why do you treat me like this and not like my brother? Yes. And you hold it in. And then when they finally do that last thing and you're like, ah! Yes, I turn into like an evil little child. Same girl. And then it's even worse because then it's not like they, they feel for you. They're like, oh, look at her. Now she's. No, dead. no. They just get angry. And then you end up apologizing even if you did nothing wrong because you just want to like settle it or like you know be like okay I'll just apologize to that yeah also we can change that when we have our own family so that's where the generational trauma will hopefully end with us yes exactly hopefully hopefully I mean hopefully that's why we have to do the inner work you know and unpack all the trauma and I feel like with our generation it's really good because we're realizing all this shit like oh fuck our parents we're really, I mean, they did the best they could, but we're realizing all the dysfunction in, in the families. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like nowadays kids are more like, I hate using the word woke, but they are woke. Like yeah. you know, people are talking about it more. They're relating more. People don't feel like they're alone. People are going to therapy, openly talking about yes, it. Yes. A hundred percent. Therapy, dude. They really do. Oh my God. Brown people, especially our culture is so toxic in, in the family yeah. dynamic. Like all the power, all the power dynamics, the way we talk to each other, the lack of like emotional intelligence, you know? Yeah. All of that. Um, well, moving on from that, you and me both watched the Astro World doc on Hulu before it got taken down. We were we watched Thank it the goodness. first night. Thank goodness. What did you think? I was sad. It was devastating, wasn't it? I at first I was like, okay, let's see what they're gonna show me. But watching it back, I was like, um, the where they showed like how six minutes in they were already getting like 911 calls and it went on for 45 more minutes after that like that's fucking crazy it is really crazy just little things like that and then also like how um I forgot who it was where he was saying that the type of each type of music like stimulates like certain type of behavior and the type of music that Travis Scott and also what was playing there is that type of aggression aggressive music Okay, well, also to the people who are going to be like, well, that's just a concert. Like, I've been to rock concerts with their mosh pits. And like, people don't die at concerts. Concerts yeah, may get aggressive sometimes. But eight, but 10 people now dying is fucking no, like, that's not normal. There is definitely something wrong there. That that's like unheard of in the millions of concerts that, that have happened over the years. There's never been one where 10 people have died. What about the little boy that died? Like the dad decided to take him to <gasps> that the That was the saddest story, Jyoti. I was I crying. Like, okay, guys. So, so this eight-year-old boy is on his dad's shoulders. <gasps> his, his dad ends up passing out. And when he wakes up, his son is gone. He later finds him in the hospital and he ends up passing away. Like the guilt that I would live with. Oh my, I just can't. And how the fuck? Who 
were these people at this concert where nobody is helping a lost eight-year-old boy and they let him die? I'm yeah, just I'm like, gonna, like, what kind of fucking people are these? Because like, I'm sorry, like I've been to EDC and shit like that when I was younger. And I've seen people like, yeah, okay, there are people that OD, but like when they see somebody not okay, they give them their water bottle, they take yes. them to the station, they like go help them. Coachella is fucking bigger than Astroworld, bro. I've seen people like help each I've other. I passed out at a concert. I passed out at yeah. a Kanye show at a festival. Um, like I passed, yeah, because it was so hot and it was like, like everybody was saying, like you couldn't breathe. It's hard to describe, but literally when you're by that many people, you can't breathe. And I was probably, I had an eight that day, whatever, but people helped me. They like, they gave me water. They like helped me up, you know? Same. And like there, I mean, I've been on something and people like checked up on me like, Hey, you good? You need water? Like, yeah. but like the fact that, um, when I was, we were both watching this as well, like they talk about how people were so crazy that they were trampling over people on the floor. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, yeah. I'm not human. Like, and an eight-year-old? Like, yeah. So like, sad. I can't even. Animals. They're animals. And and then also, like, I'm I'm a little, like, what do you call it? Uh, I, I, I guess you say, I forgot what the word is. Maybe you'll help me think of it. With Travis Scott, like, I'm not saying it's his fault, but I'm not. No, no. He, it's some of his responsibility. Yes. I don't think it's 100% his fault, but is it his response? Like, does he, yeah. should he take some of the responsibility? Absolutely. Yes, it was 100%. his festival. It was his show. It's not even like he was playing at a fucking Coachella. It's literally like the Travis Scott festival. It's his your responsibility. Show, yes. It's in peripheral. Like, obviously you've seen the ambulances. They, they have fucking lights. Like, I know you're yeah. not, it's not Coachella. You can see the goddamn lights. So I'm sure you could see it. So I, I know yeah, maybe you can't see everything in the crowd, but that many people yelling for help. Come on, dude. Like, and be, I know he probably got stage high or whatever, but like, that was like, after I watched this documentary and stuff, I was just like, okay, bro. Like, all right, you got to take some responsibility. You got to take a seat. You and know? Travis Scott incites, that's what he's known for. Like he's called the rock star of hip hop because he's always incited mosh pits. He's always like about moshing and like the angry crowd You're stuff about it. Yes. I've always been scared at Travis Scott. Anytime I've seen him perform, I go to the back because he likes that shit. And that has always been fine. But at some point you have to be like, oh, people are actually getting hurt. You know, you're not in the fucking mosh pit. You're up there. Like you're these people love you. They're paying so much money. There's like every age group there. Like have some respect, bro. Like, you know what I mean? These are your fans. Like, I feel like this should be, this is, it sucks that stuff like this has to happen, but I'm, I hope that this is a lesson for anybody else having a concert, like, yeah, safe, like, but that little, I know that, that is what I, I like that they said that at the end that like, maybe this would be a wake up call to be like a little bit more self-aware. What about the Indian mom though? That made me so cry. That Indian family. Oh my God. And I, that looked like that was that girl's first concert. Cause she was like, yeah, I asked my parents for permission and all this stuff. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. No, the mom was like, my daughter never asked me for anything. And I finally said, yes. And she's like, what is this? You know, like I was just like, oh, my heart. And then I her know. cousin was like, I her cousin probably feels so guilty. For real. And then no one, yeah, no. And then another little baby, was it her sister? Was like, I talked to my mom, I talked to her the night. Was there two Indian girls or was it the same Indian girl? Because there's there one. No, right? no, it was her sister. Okay, yeah. She's like, I talked to her the night before and then she started crying and I was like, oh, 
Oh, I know. My little brother never like he's he's not an emotional type, but I saw him get emotional. <laughs> okay, well, what did you think about? Okay, so this might be a controversial opinion. How basically social media was pissed that this documentary was released too soon and that it got taken out, taken off Hulu the day after. Which is I, yeah, I personally was like, I get it. Maybe it's insensitive, but if you watch the doc, you'll see that it's actually trying to bring awareness to this. Yeah, and not, yeah, you no. idiots, they were able to make it so soon because of social media. Like they, documentaries don't need to take as long to be made because they have so much video footage because of social media and all the news coverage, you know? And they were already, yeah, they were already documenting the concert in general. Like Yeah, and I felt like the social media outrage was taking away the like, uh, responsibility on Astroworld and like everything that happened. So I was like, dude, who cares that the doc is being made? Like we need to still be angry at what happened, you know? It's kind of like, well, okay. So you know how Netflix would, and I know it's not the same thing, but you know, Netflix wouldn't take down, you know, Dave Chappelle's documentary. Cause that was like his opinion or whatnot, whatever. And actually he didn't say anything bad, but uh, in my opinion, but like, like you said, like this wasn't like, fuck Travis Scott or anything. This wasn't like no biased documentary. This was literally facts. These are the people that died. These are people that were at the show. This is what was going down. So if anything, I feel like the Kardashians maybe have something to do with it. Right? And, like, and, so also, and also people are so stupid. I wish I had a huge following like I was a celebrity because I would be like, you guys are dumb. The families are in the documentary talking about the people that died. Obviously, they don't feel like they're it's family members. Yeah, because everybody was like, oh, it's so insensitive to the families. I'm like, they're in the documentary. <laughs> like, you should watch it because all of the families agreed to obviously be in the documentary. So they're okay with it being made. Yeah, and they're literally in there. They had to sign that shit off. They were on national TV saying these things. Like, Yeah, people are stupid. Um, I wish it was still up. I wish Hulu made, like, a better statement, but everybody's so afraid now, you know? You know what? I'm going to tweet this, even though I'm not that big, <laughs> and I'm just going to at Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> I was just um, like, if somebody's going to say something, whatever. Speaking of um things on tv did you watch the people's choice awards you you only watched a little bit of it right yeah i watched a little bit and then i got they were kind of boring to be honest yeah, i'm gonna watch the highlights and not watch but you know like look at the highlights what people were wearing the awards Kim i feel like because it's game. yes i feel like because it's a smaller award show and it's just like made by people like fans voting and it's not that big of a deal to celebrities there was a lot more like cd-list celebrities there besides like kim because she won a big award and a few big ones it was more like influencers and tiktokers there rather than like huge celebrities oh yeah i got invited to some fucking award show today and i got excited and then you had told me that the people choice awards were yesterday so then i'm like what fucking award show am i being invited to right so then i look it up and it was called like the breakthrough awards and it was all like I looked at the people and it was all TikTok people and I'm like what the fuck am I supposed to do here <laughs> like what like of course you guys invited me to this and not the people's choice awards you know what I mean yeah it was like the biggest star of TikTok and I was like yeah I'm not going <laughs> <laughs> but I was happy to see our girl Chloe there because you know good for her for not like hiding in a corner after Tristan I cannot believe him 
third baby on the way apparently cheated on Chloe again while they were together and that he was like yeah because we don't her. know we, we don't know nobody knows if they got back together they never said anything she never posted anything but because the baby was born this month nine months ago that means that he was conceived and they were together nine months ago they were because they he was sending her things posting her things she was talking about things and not to throw shade but what do you call it um fucking what was her ex-best friend's name jordan she was not the problem. <laughs> you know she was I mean? not the problem. But I still get them being mad at her because it's like, that's your friend. So I, but it shouldn't be only her for sure. No, it shouldn't be only her. I feel like, you know, it, it happens a lot in, in not just the industry, but with women in general, like they're always so quick to just be angry at the girl and disown the girl and never talk to her again. But then you keep taking back the scum of the scum of the yes. earth, man. Dorothy, well, I heard the most amazing thing. So this girl was talking about how like she's a girl's girl and she loves girls. And she was like, that's why I hate being with cheaters because I hate any guy that takes away a little part of me that trusts other females. And I was like, wow, that was like, so true, right? Like, I hate men are the ones that put women in positions to like, be pit against each other. And Tristan Thompson is a perfect example. Yep, he definitely is. And he's only in the news for shit like this. You never hear him playing well. He still he doesn't even play the field well in fucking dating. Like, you're so messy, bro. You're so thirsty and so hungry. And then, like, did you see the Snapchat messages where it was, like, he was trying to bribe her? I don't even understand. Like, how are you supposed to show your face after this? Like, how can you cheat that many times? I just don't get it. Like, even if you want to cheat, after being publicly shamed that many times, aren't you like, oh, I absolutely can't do this because I'll never live it down? I just don't get it. I feel like Kim Kardashian's going to go ham on him. I wonder if she unfollowed him because I remember they followed each other on the show. <laughs> so crazy. Okay. And now let me tell you. So today I saw a TikTok where his baby mama was basically like posting and she's pretty crazy too. Like, I don't know page. why she's airing this all out. Huh? She has a page. She, I couldn't find it. The new baby mama. I'm going to send it to you. I'm going to send it to you. I got you. I saved it on purpose because I was like, I'm going to send this to you. she deletes this shit. Yeah. Um, but basically she posted, like, she was like posting, um, all the things he said to her, like, oh, he told me he was going to leave Chloe. He told me that they weren't working out already when we were sleeping together, that all this stuff, whatever. And then she was like, um, by the way, none of the Kardashians or Jenners are following Tristan. <laughs> and then he, um, and then she posted the messages where he like DM'd her saying like, hey, let's talk about this in private. Like, don't bring anybody else into this, which I get because, you know, she's still like messy for putting this all out there. Yeah, we um, doing it all. And then she ended just dropping like a huge messy statement for no reason. And she was like, and you told me that Kylie and Drake fucked last year, but Travis doesn't know. Oh, right? I wouldn't doubt it because Kylie was always Kylie and Kendall were always in that scene, but he never talked about Kylie. Always talked about Kendall, but you know that usually. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't even a th like. Probably it was just like a fun. They were probably at a party. They were drinking. They're both hot, you know, and it probably just happened. And they, they probably didn't like like each other. I feel like it was just like a oh yeah, like let's have fun type thing. Yeah, but no. What I'm saying is. 
I was like, um, usually when people mess with someone, they don't mention that person. They always mention the opposite. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like you know, people try to keep it secretive. Like, he, he never really talked about Kylie. He always talks about Kendall's in his songs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But, but I think, isn't that I don't crazy think, if that's true? I wouldn't doubt it, unfortunately. Kylie's I mean, probably over there, like, fuming. Like, why, why am I being dragged into this? Well, I know. And then she also, I mean, she started the fight between freaking Megan and fucking Tori too, right? I know. Kylie be really starting all these fights, man. She's really (laughs) dragging people into that. But Um, apparently, uh, well, Chloe shut this rumor down, but I guess People's Magazine, one magazine had done a spread and said that um, they- W Magazine, W Magazine. Yeah, W Magazine, that they have an open relationship. And then she was like, no, they don't or whatever. But I kind of think they do. (laughs) No, they for sure do. And they did. Okay, W Magazine is a legendary magazine. That's the one that did like the famous shoot where Angelina and Brad exposed their relationship. And like, it's like on the level of Vogue. They don't print stuff unless like, you know that that had to have been fact checked a million times. That photo shoot was probably approved, you know, and it's an old shoot. They just never released it because of the Astroworld drama. Yeah. So I'm. they definitely were in an open relationship. Maybe like they just don't want people, maybe they're in a relationship now and don't want people knowing that or because of the Astroworld drama. But there's no way that W would like write this whole article and talk about them being like the modern parents without yeah, that being maybe, approved by them. Maybe it came out after they said that they're open and then now you know what I'm like just like what you said like it's like but for sure they were and you could tell that they were too like Kylie is like a million billionaire whatever she doesn't care like you could tell that like she's okay with just like Travis giving her baby yeah kind of like what's her name uh Courtney but I also read this comment on that spread and it was like, I love that they're trying to like gentrify being a baby mama. Like this girl was like, girl, just call it what it is. You're a baby mama. Don't, don't try to change the word by saying you're a modern, but like, yeah, know, make it all you're, whitewashed. A, you're a baby mom girl. Yeah. But they, they said that that's what they were trying to do is like basically like modernize or make white, like the whole baby mama thing. No, there's no way to sugarcoat it. I mean, do what you guys want to do, but like, no. (laughs) Yeah, don't try and call it a modern relationship or whatever. No, a modern relationship is when you're married and then you're in an open relationship or you're together and you're in an open relationship. I guess that's the new cool thing to do nowadays, which I don't agree with. But if you're like, I don't like to say side chicks, but whatever. You had a baby while somebody's with somebody or whatever. You're a baby mama, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of relationships, I wanted to bring this up to you. So I was listening to this podcast where this girl, I'm going to send it to you because I feel like you'd be really interested in it. It was very entertaining. Mm -hmm. But she was talking about how like men are like bookmarks from our past versions. And she was like, yeah, like when I was younger, like I was very needy and didn't love myself as much. I felt like I had to constantly prove myself to the world. And so I was always attracting like emotionally unavailable men because like if I could get an emotionally unavailable or a guy with walls up or a guy that like, you know, was harder to conquer to love me, then it would mean that I was worthy. Like, oh, I got this guy that didn't want to be in a relationship to be in one with me or like, you know, and I felt so attacked. I felt so attacked. I was like, oh my God, this was me. This is me. 
Yeah, I, I feel like that too, honestly. I think I do the same thing. And then I also realize that I stay longer than I need to. So like, yes. sometimes I think this is not like internally, like this is what I deserve. But like, I don't say that to myself, but I feel like I keep um, it's an ego thing. When people stay longer than they do, than they should, it's because they want to prove that they can make it work. That yeah, that and also it doesn't phase me when someone's being like a certain like you know if like they're being disrespectful or whatever. Like I'm way forgiving to it because I feel like that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. I'm not, how she dare was you talking about? She but was talking about that too. She was like, women are so like unless like the world is like literally on fire around us, we're much more inclined to make things work when we shouldn't. And she was talking about like her younger self, like, you know, if somebody was like, oh, I'm packing my bags, like I would beg them, like be like, no, 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 you know, like try and like force them to stay almost. And she's like, now she's at the point where she's like, let me help you pack. Like, you know? Yeah. Like get the fuck out. Yeah. I feel like that's my problem too. I, um, I'm, I'm not even like, I may not even like that person that much. Like I've noticed that like after a while when I'm finally like over it or whatever, I'm like, why the fuck did I, I didn't even like him that much. Like I started thinking about like, I didn't even like, why was I begging this guy to stay? Like not literally begging, but like, you know, oh, let's make this work. Like, you know, whatever, whatever, Same. figure it out. But then I'm like, it's an ego thing. Like you want to prove to yourself, like, no, like this is going to work. He's going to love me and I'm going to love him. That's so true though. I, that was what me and my last relationship, like when he was like, I remember him saying to me, like, I don't know if I want to be together now, but maybe in the future in my head, I was like, bitch, who do you think you are? You're going to be with me. Yeah. Right Challenge accepted. <laughs> You're going to want to be with me. Yeah. But then after a while I was like, man, get the fuck out of here. I'm currently not in a relationship, but I feel like in this in-between time, I've done a lot of work on myself and I feel like I definitely love myself and value myself. So fingers crossed that my next relationship is a healthy, beautiful one where, you know, it will I'm be. worthy. You're, you're going to give out that great energy and you're going to get that energy back. And maybe we can dive into some fun relationship topics next podcast. Um, but Thank you guys for, thank you guys for being with us during this one. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Um, always staying up. It's like keeping up with Neha and Jyoti pretty much. <laughs> I know, but thanks guys. Um, I hope everybody- we will see you next week. We'll have like a Christmas episode coming up. Yes. Bye. Bye guys.